Hello, adventuresses, and welcome to the podcast dedicated to women who love horses, travel, and most of all, adventure. My name is Heather, and I will be your host today. Uh, Today, great episode. We're talking about some gear, gear that is vital to any of your uh, horsey adventures. Um, It's part of your equipment that you cannot uh, leave your house without. Um, it's something that protects your feet, um, helps you, uh, you know, walk around. Um, if you haven't guessed it already, we're talking about boots and specifically, we're going to talk about getting some new kicks, getting some new boots and how to break them in. So, uh, you don't get blisters, so you don't wreck them, all those great things. So stay tuned for a great episode on how to break in some new riding boots. We are explorers. We are trailblazers. We love to do what cannot be done. We love to test our limits, cross borders, and we love the freedom horses bring us. We seek lands without fences. Who are we? We are equestrian adventuresses. We are a community of women who love horses, travel, and adventure. To infinity and beyond! And now your hosts, Uta and Heather. Today's episode is brought to you by the Thousand Mile Challenge from the Equestrian Adventuresses. Our team at EQA has been so energized and motivated by all of the speakers from our award-winning podcast and Adventures on Horseback workshop that we've decided to create this Thousand Mile Challenge for you um, to, to really forward your equestrian journey and have some adventures with your horse at home or wherever you are. So really, here's the deets on this challenge. You know, if you have your own horse or access to a horse, multiple horses that you can ride for this challenge, it's for you. If you want a solid, workable plan, um, again, this is for you. If you want a solid tribe of of friends to ride virtually with uh, for support, you want to sign up for this challenge. It's fun. Um... Most importantly, you want to have fun when you're riding. So why not, you know, maybe win some prizes, all of those kind of things. Um, You will not, uh, you know, it isn't always necessary focusing on the destination, but you really want to focus on the journey. So head over to Equestrian Adventuresses and uh, click on the link for the Thousand Mile Challenge. You will not be disappointed. Uh, As well, in the show notes, um, there is some instructions on how you can join the challenge. Well, adventuresses, we're back here talking about uh, you've just picked up some brand new riding boots and you want to break them in so they're comfortable, um, so they're going to last. Um, so today we're talking about how to break them in. Um, you know, there's lots of, you, know, you can go on the internet, there's lots of like old wives' tales of how to break them in fast, those kind of things. But ultimately, we know it takes time. Um, I have, uh, you know, the last pair of boots that I purchased, um, I, I was a little bit behind. I needed a new pair. I was going on a big adventure and, um, I had to break them in relatively quick. So it was like, all right, just going to wear them every day. That kind of backfired on me a little bit. So, and I'm going to explain to you why, um, breaking, breaking in boots, um, Obviously, in the summertime is is quite a bit easier because we do know that leather stretches and softens, you know, with kind of the combination of of gentle pressure, heat, 
and moisture. You know, those are the kind of the three factors that that go into to stretching it, right? You know, it's just like ourselves, right? If we get hot, we seem to expand. If we get sweaty, we see, you know, our clothes get a little bit looser. Um, and, 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 you know, if things get wet, they too tend to stretch. So, you know, getting a new pair of boots is always super exciting, um, but it does take time to break them in, um, which sometimes means you can get blisters and rubs the first time you wear them. Um, so you want to make sure that, uh, you know, you, you want to save the aches and pains um, by using some of these tips um, as a way to speed up the break-in process so your feet will be comfortable in your new boots in no time. So first and foremost, make sure you buy boots that are the correct size. I know, um, I know that uh, getting, you know, sometimes you go and oh, well, you know, if my, if I buy them a half size bigger, then, you know, I can wear a heavier sock or my, you know, that, that never works out. You want to buy them so they are the appropriate, um, appropriate size. Um, and, and the most important, you can stretch width wise, but toe, your toe to heel, that, that part's not really going to stretch. So if you are an eight, you know, buy the eight. Um, challenging when you're buying online. Um, it, you know, sometimes they're in European sizing, sometimes they're in North American sizing. So you have to play around with that, but know that from your toe to your heel, that part isn't going to stretch. The only part that's really going to stretch will be the width. So, um, so, so some first tip is, um, wearing thick socks or multiple pairs of socks. So, Wearing, wearing, you know, big socks um, is a simple and effective way to break in the boots. It will take likely a couple times doing this method to really break in your boots. Um, the pressure from added socks will help the leather stretch out while not damaging it. Um, ideally, you don't want to wear more than two pairs of socks. Otherwise, it can be uncomfortable. Um, and again, like I said, it's easier to do this in the summertime when it's warmer out. However, um, you know, wearing multiple pairs of socks in the summertime, your feet might be extra hot, but that, that does lead to all three things, gentle pressure, moisture, and heat, because your feet will get sweaty. Um, <clears throat> now that being said, what I like to do is, you know, and, and I use this practice for if I buy new boots or if I buy a new pair of dress shoes, uh, I'm not really, I, I don't, I was not put on this earth to wear high heel shoes. However, on the rare occasion where I, I have been required to wear a pair of even low pumps, um, what, and when I do get a new pair, I'll just put them on and I'll wear them like in the evening when I'm watching TV. So you're not really, you know, there's some pressure on them, but, but you're not walking around. You're just, you know, maybe sitting on the couch and, and your feet are in the shoes. So, so that's a tip you might want to, um, you know, put your boots on cause they're brand new. They're going to be clean. Um, and you know, while you're watching TV or maybe while you're washing dishes or reading a book or something, you could, uh, you know, work them in a little bit. Um, the next net now the, this next tip um, I've heard both the pros and cons for it. So, you know, you have to take uh, everything with a grain of salt. Um, and that one is the, the, the uh, freeze a bag of water in your boots. So um, it, it is listed as one of the quickest and easiest way to, 
to break in a new pair of boots is to freeze a bag of water uh, in them. So you do this method just once or multiple times depending on how difficult your boots are to break in. Uh, to do this, you fill uh, two gallon size sealable bags uh, between half and three quarters full. Uh, make sure they're super sealed because you don't want to get water on the inside of your boots. Um, get as much air out, then place the bags um, in the toe of each boot you want. Stuff some paper towel or newspaper in the boot to keep the water, the bag of water in place. Um, and then stick them in the freezer. You probably need a good solid, like, eight hours. So, you know, you put them in in the evening and then in the morning, uh, take them out. So as the water... Um, turns to ice, it does expand and it will gently stretch out the leather. Now, this theory kind of um, goes to the opposite of where they say, you know, gentle pressure, heat and moisture. Um, so you're getting the gentle pressure on this, but you're not necessarily getting the heat and moisture. So depending on um, what theory you want to follow, that that might be an option. And it, you know, I've never tried the frozen ice. I've definitely tried some of the ones that they say never do. Um, but we'll get to those. Uh, the next one is um, steaming them. And we do know, you know, steaming takes the wrinkles out. So, uh, you know, that when you got wrinkles, that when the wrinkles gone, it, it does appear bigger. Um, so, you know, Using uh, a handheld, like one of those steamers that you would do, use your to steam your clothes. Um, but you can use a kettle um, of boiling water as well. So <clears throat> basically you would just hold up the boot. Um, your, so, so the steam is going into the hole of the boot for about 20 seconds. Um, if the leather still feels quite stiff, um, you, you want to, you know, take a little break and then steam again for another 15, 15, 20 seconds until it becomes soft and flexible. So after steaming them, let them cool slightly, then slip them on your feet and walk around until they're dry. Uh, doing this allows them to conform to your feet and once dry, treat the leather. So, you know, there are some theories on, you know, getting the interior wet now. When your feet sweat, there there is some natural moisture going in there, different than a full, you know, dumping the kettle in, swishing it around, taking it out. So again, you know, you got to do what works for everybody, uh, works for you, not necessarily what works for the general uh, general masses. Uh, next one, and I have done this one because both with because um, I have quite a wide foot, is using a boot stretcher. Um, you go to any shoe, uh, shoe repair place, they, they can do this for you. Um, basically it consists of two connecting pieces of wood that's shaped like the foot that are controlled by a mechanism that allows to expand where the, where it's actually placed in the boot. Um, usually when it goes in there, you know, you're putting it in for a minimum of about six hours. Um, but you can see, you know, almost a, uh, a half size increase in width or, or that, I guess that would be like a, a half, a uh, quarter inch on each side. Um, the boot stretcher does work faster than some methods, but it can be expensive. And if you use it too much, it can make your boots, um, too big. Uh, I've used a boot stretcher specifically, uh, for tall boots. Um, I have a little heavier calf. And I'm not, you know, I'm, I'm in that calf width that's kind of 
too big for your standard but not big enough to fill out kind of a plus size boot so if I and and I am guilty of always I'm like oh I need extra plus I have a heavy calf and then I get them and I'm like okay now I can put two of my legs in here so you know you some if you are in those um, unusual sizes or if you have a you know a slightly smaller calf or an oversized calf you're probably going to want to avoid the online purchases just because it does returns and those kind of things do make it difficult. Um, so, you know, popping into your local tax store um, or wherever you like to buy your um, your your riding boots locally. Um, or if you're in, you know, traveling somewhere and you happen to go into a bigger city that has, uh, you know, kind of some of those bigger, bigger tack shops, go in and try a whole bunch of different ones on. And then that that's when you can really see um, the uh, which which kind of sizing is going to work best and what what you need to know for stretching. Uh, next on the list, obviously, is you want to you you've just invested in these riding boots. You've you've probably spent uh, significant money because we know they're not cheap, uh, and the the nicer ones are, um, you know, not cheap, more expensive. You're probably looking at a minimum of a two hundred dollar investment. So you want to keep them in good condition. So you want to look at those um, leather conditioners, moisturizers, the oils to, to really help soften and make the leather more pliable. This will also help if, if you need to have them, um, stretched a little bit or, and in the break in and breaking in process, because it will, um, allow, you know, when, when the leather's soft, it's going to conform to your foot and, uh, it's really going to, uh, speed up that process of, uh, breaking them in. You know, and really conditioning the boots, you know, with a with a, a proper tool, the, a clean rag, you know, you want to put the leather conditioner on in a circular motion um, and you want to condition all parts of the boots that are leather and wipe away any excess. Um, you really probably should be doing um, the conditioning probably every six months. So, you know, at the beginning of summer, at the end of summer, now in, in Canada, our summers can be quite short. So you might have to do it a couple of times, but we do know in the summer when it's warmer, we're, we potentially maybe are wearing them more, so they're getting used. But then in the winter time, they do tend to dry out because it is colder. So now moving on to um, some tricks to uh, you know prevent blisters, those kind of things. So when you've been wearing the boots for a little while, you do know that um, you're going to see where blisters potentially are going to form, those kind of things. And and this is where you want to be proactive. So, you know, maybe the first time you wear them, you take them off and you can see, oh, I was a little bit red on, you know, the back of my heel or the side or something. That's when you want to put the Band-Aid on, um, you know, and and have that layer of protection because uh, you you know you really don't um, you know you don't want to be a mart you know a martyr to your feet. Um, you'll know where those places are. So if you put the band aid on for the first few times, you wear the new boots out. Um, you know a, a little bit of uh, preventative medicine can go a long way and and help wear you know mold that boot a little bit more or or just break in that leather uh, just a little bit more so it prevents that uh that that blister from forming um large fabric size or fabric styled band-aids do tend to work best um because we do know the plastic ones 
when your foot gets a little bit warm, the plastic becomes a little bit less sticky and does tend to slip around and then it's not staying in place and now it's not even doing its job. Um, so, so that is one. Now, unlike myself who was like, oh, I have to break in these boots in two weeks, so I'm just going to wear them every single day. That's not great advice. You you definitely want to to give them a break. Um, basically, it does, you know, for if you're following those rules of, you know, maybe wearing a heavier sock, trying the cold, the frozen water, um, you know, the moisture from your foot is going to take probably more than a night to fully evaporate into the boot to give it that, you know, stretchy kind of um that stretch right so so you definitely need the leather needs a day or two between wears not only to give your feet in much bit needed break but also for them to fully dry for you to wear them again um, as an added bonus using this method of giving them a break uh, throughout the lifetime of your boots will keep the foot stink I like that when I read that I'm like foot stink to a minimum um also, you know, we're using a um, a foot tree, so something that, you know, that you put the boots on that lets the air flow up into them, um, helps them um, dry out uh, faster from your foot moisture, as well it, it helps keep the, the boot shape. Um, you know, if you need to break in, you know, work boots, uh, that might not be an option because you have to wear them every day. But uh, but that is something that you definitely want to uh, to think about. Um, also, when it comes to the footwear or the the footwear that you wear inside of your boots, like my little spin on that, um, is your socks, right? So depending on the height of your boots, so whether they're knee high boots ankle boots or you know some cowboy boots come in a variety of lengths you want to wear the right pair of socks so you know ankle socks aren't going to protect your legs from chafing um you, you know you're you're definitely wanting to make sure that you're wearing um you know a crew length or a taller um now depending on what stage of breaking in you you are um you know you may want a wool sock, you want one maybe that's going to make your foot sweat a little bit more so it does give you that stretch. Or once they're really worn in, you you know, the moisture wicking socks because you don't want them to, uh, to, for your feet to be too sweaty. You obviously want them to be cushioned um, and have, uh, so, you know, some sort of elasticity around the tops of them. So if you're wearing a, a full, full knee-high boot and you're wanting to have the tall um, one tip that I read that I never actually thought of this is if your boots are lace up and you're trying to break them in, perhaps lacing them in different patterns, um, each time you wear them, that will give, you know, it'll be kind of something new each time and you'll get that feel of flexion of, okay, so when I did them across or I did them, you know, just a single bar, um, and you know, tighter, looser, those kind of things will um, will definitely give you a different a different um, tightness or a different fit. So so that might be uh, something to try out. If you go if you search like lacing patterns on the internet, you'll you can find lots of different ones. Um, for for those for those of of us uh, or out there that um, you know are guilty of wearing 
poor footwear, flip-flops in the summer, um, you know, the the dreaded uh, 50-year-old or 45-year-old, 40-year-old plantar fasciitis that we get from wearing poor shoes. Um, you know, if you're needing an orthopedic insert um, or, or even just a, a regular like uh, insole in your shoe, that sometimes will give a little bit extra um, comfort, can, comfort uh, pardon me, support, comfort for your shoes. Now, also keep in mind, um, this just thought came to me about if you do wear an orthopedic insert, um, that can maybe change the size of your boot. So if you've been a solid 38, 39, or a solid 8, uh, and now you're into an orthopedic, you might be moving up to an to an 8.5 because you just need, you know, that insert is going to take up some space in your shoe or in your boot. So so that is something that you definitely want to uh, want to check to check out. So now on to the, you know, the recommended what not to do to break in boots. So the first one is and I I've never done this, but I've heard this as an old wives tale is that, uh, you know, fill your boots with water, um dump the boot out, put it in, put your foot in and wear them till they're dry. So you know, in theory, that kind of makes sense, right? Because, you know, I think at some point in time, we've, and I know probably as a teenager, I may have done this, is worn wet jeans that, you know, you wear them till they're dry and then they fit perfectly. Um, that may work with blue jeans, but the problem with boots is, is um, that much water in them definitely could, uh, you know, cause the leather um, to really rot shrink, um, warp, lots of, lots of things that you, you definitely don't want to do. Um, you know, if there's, you know, synthetic materials in them, you just don't know, um, you know, boots may dry quicker and won't rot as easily with those kind of artificial materials. Um, but it, but it is something that, uh, that you don't want to do. Um, and, you know, don't wear wet socks around. Uh, wearing wet, wet socks is probably your number one cause of blisters. Um, it also makes your boots really, really stinky. Um, you know, as you wear wet socks and your boots heat up, bacteria grows and that's what makes it stinky. When you when you leave your boots um, to dry overnight, you're basically creating the perfect environment for mold and uh other microorganisms to invade your boots. Um, and, and really once, once that, uh, stink is there, you, you can't get rid of it. Um, I've heard old, you know, the old wives tales, you know, blast your boots with a hairdryer, uh, and that will, uh, you know, stretch the leather. You'd have to do it for so long to get it to work that, that it's not, not worth your time. Um, and you really, you just, it, it's too much. Um, spraying your boots with uh, alcohol and water um, to, to stretch or widen. Um, in, in the old days, it was referred to, this was the cobbler's way to do it. Um, but it, you want to avoid alcohol and water sprays because this method strips out the oils from the new boots. Um, you need to use leather conditioner, which can be expensive, but you can also, but the alcohol will dry it out, causing the leather to fade. Uh, and there your, your new, uh, riding boots may be damaged. 
Um, ultimately, it's going to take some time to break in your boots. Um, you know, they're, your boots are a vital part of your gear. So you definitely, um, you, you don't want to wreck them. You, you've invested two, three, four hundred dollars in these boots. So, you know, break them in slow. Uh, don't be like me and buy them and need to use them for, you know, a 200 kilometer ride in the next two weeks. Um, because you'll guaranteed to get blisters and be sore and, um, and, and also know when it's time to retire your old boots and get new ones. Um, so, you know, I hope you've enjoyed, you know, a few of my tips or and a, a few tips that I found on breaking in boots. Um, you know, they are, like I said, vital part of your gear. Um, you need them, um, though we are all guilty of wearing our Birkenstocks and flip-flops out to catch your horse. When you're riding, you should have a, a good riding boot with a good heel so your foot doesn't slide through the stirrup. You know all of those things. So make sure you buy the right size, take your time, uh, and look after them. So thanks so much for listening to the podcast today. On behalf of Uta and myself, we do look forward to you joining us again soon. If you like the show, make sure you hit that subscribe button so you will not miss any new episodes in the future. If you'd like to give us some feedback or suggest a topic for a future show, please send us an email or message us via Facebook or simply leave a review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or Stitcher. The greater reviews we receive, the more like-minded people can find our show. And don't forget to check out all those all of the great things on our website, equestrianadventuresses.com. Our goal is to provide you with all the information you need to feel confident to go out on your own equestrian adventure. So until next time, adventuresses, happy trails.